Pasco. This is Panther Nation. I'm Connor Hibbert. And I'm Gage Laszlo. So today's overview, we'll talk a little bit about what happened with the game last night with Major League Baseball to get you caught up from the series with the Dodgers and Milwaukee and with Houston and the Red Sox, probably the two best teams in baseball. We'll, give you, we'll get you caught up on what happened last night with the NBA as my boy Anthony Davis almost had a triple-double for the Pelicans against the Rockets last night. You're about to find out what happened in and, that game last night. And Anthony's first game with the Rockets only ended up with nine points. Carmelo Anthony, and then we'll get you a little bit caught up with just happened with co with college football, and yeah, that's how that's how it's gonna look tomorrow. Tomorrow I will interview Coach Ryman, head volleyball coach, and uh, we'll talk about their next coming game at Lamar. All right, Gage. Well, what happened with the NBA last night? Well, there uh, this was the opening second. Night. Oh no, actually, oh, okay. last night was the opening night. This is the uh, second night. Right, what happened? Games. Right. So, let me give you the rundown about all the games that happened. So, first off, we have the Bucks taking on the Hornets. The uh, Bucks pull away with a, uh, with a one point victory, 113 to 112. Your top performers in that game were Giannis Antetokounmpo with 25 points, 18 rebounds, and 8 assists. In my opinion, he's probably one of the best players in the Eastern Conference right now. Behind, uh, and then behind them, you know, obviously you have Kyrie Irving and a lot of other players. And then the next game we have are the Pistons versus the Nets. Your top performers are, what's that? Karis LeVert with uh, 27 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists. And the top performers for Detroit, Andre Drummond with 24, 24 points, 20 rebounds, and 2 assists. And then the next game we have the Grizzlies taking on the Pacers at uh at the pit in Indiana, my bad. Uh, the Pacers come away with a uh, much deserved, much deserved win, 83 to 111. Marcus Saul was the top performer for the for the, for the Grizzlies with 13 points, six rebounds, and three assists. I'm probably not gonna say his name. Too hard to say, but he uh, but he ended up with 14 points, 15 rebounds, and two assists. Now the Heat <coughs> going to Orlando. Orlando uh, got a much-needed win, obviously. Your uh, top performers for Miami, Goran uh, Dragic with 26 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists. And Aaron Gordon came away with 26 points, 16 rebounds, and 2 assists. Coach the Magic showing off a little bit of magic there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The next game we have the Hawks going to New York to take on the Knicks. The Knicks also got a well-deserved win. They won 107 to 126. The uh, top performers in that game for Atlanta, uh, Price, I'm not going to say his first name because I probably can't pronounce it, but he ended up with 21 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists. Then for New York, Tim Hardaway Jr. with 31 points, 6 rebounds, and 5 assists. And then here's a game that I think is a uh, <coughs> much, much needed win. Uh, Cavs going to Toronto. This is obviously Kawhi's first first home game in a Raptors jersey after that trade with the, with the Spurs. I'm not going to laugh about that final score. I'm not going to mimic his laugh. I'm not going to try not, to mimic Kawhi's not. laugh, no. Oh, God. Okay. For Cleveland, their top performers, Teddy Osman, who came off of the bench last season, and now he's their top performer in their first game with 17 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 assists. Kyle Lowry came away with 27 points, 2 rebounds, and 8 assists. This is the game you wanted to see. 
The Pelicans going to Houston, playing playing the Rockets. The Pelicans got the win in Houston, which is very surprising. My boy Anthony Davis almost had a triple double. 131 to 112. Anthony Davis, yes, as as Connor said, he almost had a triple double. 32 points, 16 rebounds, and eight assists. And uh, obviously, their top performer, James Harden, with 18 points, nine rebounds, and 10 assists. He also had a triple double too. And they outscored Houston in three of the four quarters as well. Yes. And then here we have uh, DeMar DeRozan's first first game in a Spurs jersey. No, like I said, after that trade. Uh, Timberwolves lost in San Antonio. San Antonio obviously looks or is obviously is one of the best teams in the league right now. Probably one of the best teams in the league in the his in league history. Uh, they came away with a hundred and eight one twelve win. Jeff Teague for Minnesota came up with twenty seven points, one rebound, and four assists. And I'm surprised Lamarcus Aldridge came away with twenty one points, nineteen rebounds, and two assists. That's surprising. I thought DeMar DeRozan would uh would be a little bit better, but I gotta give credit <coughs> to Lamarcus Aldridge. And then next we have the Jazz taking on the Kings in Sacramento. Their top performers Rudy Gobert for this for the for the Jazz. Nineteen points, fifteen rebounds, and three blocks. I'm not surprised. He has an insane wingspan. <coughs> and then um. For uh, Sacramento, Willie Cauley-Stein with 23 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 assists. Uh, here's the game that I was watching last night. We have uh, the Mavericks going to uh, Phoenix to take on the Suns. Wasn't really a good turnout for the, uh, for the Mavs, but I'm okay with that. There's still a lot. There's still <coughs> uh, time to improve. Obviously, for but people who were betting on Dallas to win that game, I feel bad for them. If you know people, yeah. you know, honestly, whoever you're betting for, and you end up losing. But I, I know someone at the school. I'm not going to say his name, but I, I definitely know someone who bet on the Mavericks to win that game, and so mm-hmm. he didn't end up winning that. So yeah. unfor- that's unfortunate for him. Opening night, losing on opening night. I just don't like the sound of that. All yeah. right. DeAndre Jordan came away with 11 points, 12 rebounds, and one assist. And Devin Booker, I'm not surprised. He was their top performer. With 35 points, four rebounds, and seven assists. You know, looking at this uh, this Suns team, they're a lot younger than Dallas. I mean, obviously, a lot younger than Dallas. So uh, they're trying to build a dynasty with the <coughs> young, mm-hmm. with the yeah, young roster. That's good. True. Yeah. And then the final game of the night, the Nuggets going to LA to take on the Clippers. The Nuggets came away with a 107-98 win. Kind of surprised about that. Kind of not surprised because last year the Clippers weren't all that weren't all that great. It was sort of rebuilding year, but at the end of the season they managed to uh to be above five hundred, which is good. Uh, obviously Nikola Jokic comes away with twenty one points, seven eight eight assists and five eight, eight rebounds, rebounds and five, five assists. Excuse me. And then Tobias Harris for the Clippers came away with 19 points, 10 rebounds, and one assist. And that's all <coughs> that I have for the NBA. And that's opening night. Yeah, it's a lot, yeah, a lot going on. Well, I think as second night. Okay, second night. Second okay. night, but there's still, you know. As much as what happened in the NBA in these last couple nights, I would argue that this past college football weekend, this past Saturday, was one of the one of the most confusing weekends I've ever seen, one of the most chaotic weekends. Uh, you had teams that were going up against unranked teams with losing records, losing such as West Virginia at Iowa State, 
and then now with that, people are saying, you know, what college campus that has non-hosted college game day would you most ra- you know would you most want to go to? Ames is up there in Iowa, but I think one of the most talked about would be Pullman, Washington, which oh. is where college game day will be hosted this weekend, and they'll be playing against the Oregon Ducks, who are coming off an emotional victory. That that brings up a point I wanted to bring up. You know that flag? When we went to the college game day for TCU yeah. and Ohio State. Did you see that Washington State flag off to I the did. left? I did. Yeah, Old Crimson is the name of it. So apparently it's been a 15-year anniversary since 2003. Texas took, uh, Texas took on K-State, mm-hmm. game in Austin, and um, a former alum of Washington State brought the flag. And mm-hmm. every single college game day, 217 straight college game days, there has been Old Crimson somewhere in the black waving yeah. the flag saying, hey, come to our place. We haven't hosted it ever. This will be the first time Washington State hosts it. Mm-hmm. Who do you think wins that matchup between Washington State and Oregon? That's going to be close. I mean, Washington, Washington State is good at home. I mean, they beat – yeah. Yeah, they beat Utah. They beat Utah at home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's too close to call right now. Oregon's also a really good team. Washington State's a really good team at home, just like I said. I'm going to have to go with the home team. Yeah, the it's home, hard. It's hard not to go with the home team a lot. When you got 18 to 22 year olds playing mm-hmm. college football, it's you know those road games make it really difficult, especially coming off an emotional victory against Washington. I really want to see how Mario Cristobal and his Oregon Ducks respond, but we'll we'll find out. Uh, but I think Oregon pulls it out at the very end. I think they win on a field goal, 38-35. 38-35. Yeah. So, all right, I, I can see where you're going. Now we, we look at that game, and that's. A huge game for Washington State. Mm-hmm. It's the first time they're ever hosting college game day. They're going to be really ready to play, and they're coming off a bye weekend as well. But I think a game that everyone is really looking looking over, just they're not really paying attention to because it doesn't have all the hype as much this year. Mm-hmm. What about NC State at Clemson? There's only eight undefeated FBS teams left. Mm-hmm. But now these two teams are going at it. They're the mm-hmm. only two undefeated teams left in the conference. And you – when you look at this matchup, you're thinking, okay, Clemson's favored by 17.5 points currently right now. You're thinking, okay, no chance for NC State. Gage, what does NC State have to do to win this game? Defense. Defense. And <coughs> stop the running game for Clemson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Their Travis passing Gideon yeah, yeah, yeah. has been amazing. I mean, Clemson's passing game is good. Yeah. But but with the true freshman quarterback right. who, who got injured yeah. a couple a couple games before this game, mm-hmm. uh, he's going to have some problems. I can see him not throwing as much. Yeah. And rely on the running game. Rely on the running game. And rely on their defense at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with that, with probably one of the best uh, defensive line in the country. And as, as much as we like to talk about Clemson's defensive line, which is obviously very true, NC State's giving up one yard on the ground less per game at 107 compared to Clemson's 108. I think NC State keeps it close, just like it's been the last two years. And I think, once again, we see Clemson win by a touchdown or so. But I have Clemson winning by 10 points, 31-21. I think it's going to be a close game the whole way through. <coughs> Clemson gets, like, a late score to kind of secure the victory. Mm-hmm. But Ryan Finley, NC State's quarterback, is one of the best in the country. So uh, it should be an awesome matchup there. I'm looking forward to it. All right, how about the Bulldogs at Tiger Stadium? Mississippi State takes on LSU, who's coming off a huge victory against the Georgia Bulldogs. Can LSU come away with two straight Bulldog wins? Can they uh, do mm-hmm. it? They can. All right. I have faith in them. You know, last year wasn't so pretty against Mississippi State when they played in Starkville. This year it's going to be hopefully a little bit different for Ed Ogeron and his group. But what what does Mississippi State bring to the table? Um, 
probably going to come down to the offense, obviously. Nick Fitzgerald's one of the best quarterbacks in the conference. He's definitely one of the more physical quarterbacks. He likes to run the ball a lot. However, when it comes to throwing down the field, he hasn't thrown for 100 yards in the last two games. So I think that that will definitely show up against the Tiger defense. That's one of the best in the country this year. Probably one of the best in the country, honestly. And you look at the midseason All-Americans, they had three of the 11 players. Um, starting with Grant Delpit, their safety. Grady Williams, one of the best cor cor uh, cover corners in the nation, maybe if not the best. And then, of course, their All-American middle linebacker, Devin White. Um, that guy is a rip. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's a, he's a middle linebacker. He's kind of short, but he's really stout. He's got great speed, and he can come out with a blitz. And they're going to need to blitz Nick Fitzgerald to try mm -hmm. to uh, stop this offense. It's very physical at the line of scrimmage. Um, now, uh, some other games that are worth mentioning. How about your own team, TCU Hornfrogs, take on the Oklahoma Sooners, who are coming off a bye weekend and also have a new defensive coordinator. What does TCU have to do besides not turning the ball over to, to maybe hold on for a victory? It's, it's going to come down to their to their defense. I mean, the Oklahoma offense is killer. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to stop them in order to get a win. And you guys are at minus nine, which is last in the Big 12 and turnover margin. Mm -hmm. What does Ke or what does Sean Robinson have to do in order to protect the football and to keep <coughs> your offense on the field and not let your defense get tired throughout the game by keeping them off the field? He's, he's going to have to rely more on our run game, honestly. He's not – He's a good thrower, but he's not accurate. That's the thing. Yeah. And then, and then when he's under pressure, he wants to uh, to uh, pull it to uh, and just throw it to whoever uh, whoever can catch it. So and but um, what he has to do if he's under pressure, just throw it away. Mm -hmm. Just throw it away. Well, we'll see what that Oklahoma defense brings. It should be fun to watch that game. Another game that I think is getting overlooked is the Wolverines take on the Michigan State, uh, State Spartans. Uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh, for the head coach for Michigan, has only beaten Michigan State one time in his whole career at Michigan. He started coaching there in 2015. Of course, a lot of Wolverine fans say would say he's undefeated at Michigan State, only playing there once, coming away with a nine-point victory back in 2016. I mean, they're not wrong. No, they're not wrong. When Michigan State only went three and nine. This is a better Michigan State team. They're also coming off a huge win, like Michigan did against Wisconsin. Uh, Michigan State beat Penn State in Happy Valley this past weekend. What, what do you think will happen? What do you think is going to be the final score? Mm, I think Michigan pulls away with a touchdown, maybe a, a last-second field goal. Perfect. Do you agree with 2013? 2013? I think so, yeah. Yeah, you and I are on the same page on that one. Now, I don't know if we're going to be on the same page with this game. Wait, but what about USC at Utah? The winner of this game most likely wins the Pac-12 South. Who do you uh, have? I think Utah's going to pull away with this win. Thank you. They're playing in Bryce, uh, Rice Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. I like Utah at home to secure a victory. They're very physical at the line of scrimmage. One of the best run defenses in the country. And they <coughs> have two very physical cover corners on the outside that will, I think, will give USC fits. And they're going to intimidate the freshman quarterback for USC, who could be a senior in high school this year. Well, we're seniors, and we just experienced our first Pascal victory for district mm -hmm. since starting this talk show. We that did. was a great win against Triple Tech. They play at Lamar tomorrow night, so it should be a fun game, a fun, uh, fun game because both teams can score. Both teams can play good defense. It should be fun. Hopefully, Pascal comes away with the win. They're playing at 7.30 tomorrow at Lamar. Or tomorrow <laughs> at Lamar. Talaro? Talaro, guys. Talaro. Remember that. They play at Lamar tomorrow at 7.30. Should be a fun game. Lamar can score, and so can Pascal. Mm -hmm. But I think Pascal comes away with the win.
For now, we're Panther Nation. I'm Connor Hibbert. And I'm Gage Boswell. And we'll see you next week, Pascal. And I'll see you tomorrow interviewing Coach Ronnie.